Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Hey everyone, I'm super excited for today's episode where we're talking about building a strong customer retention program. As we see e-commerce landscape changing right now, it seems that acquiring new customers has gotten more and more expensive. And so more than ever before, it's important that you actually retain as many customers that come through your door as possible. So for this conversation, I've invited on my guest, Dan Cohen, who is the head of marketing for Upscribe, an e-commerce subscription app and plugin and that works on Shopify. He also has worked with marketing on e-commerce brands at Klaviyo, Shopify, and Upscribe. So he has a breadth of experience in working with e-commerce brands. So welcome, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let's kick it off. I love to start at that customer journey of someone coming to a brand site in terms of the customer makes their first purchase, you're able to kind of get them over the hurdle now what? What are kind of the basics you need to talk, think about in terms of retaining those customers? Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's a great question. I mean, first of all, if someone makes a purchase on your website, you're a small brand, that's just a great feeling. Like, you know, anyone getting someone to purchase something from your website in today's day and age is super challenging. And now that you've got them on your website, it's super important to try to keep them with your brand. So kind of two different areas to think about. So if we're talking about just like a regular non-subscriber product, a non-subscription product customer, it's important uh, to create like a segment of like first-time purchasers in your email software. Like, for example, I'm very familiar with Klaviyo because as you mentioned, I worked at Klaviyo uh, previous to Upscribe. Uh, and if you can create this like uh, segment of people who have first-time purchasers, you can maybe send them and nurture them different types of email messages to try to get them to purchase a, uh, you know, a second or third time. It's really important to try to kind of put a hug around those uh, purchasers who purchase for the first time and try to get them into uh, repeat purchasers. So, and then if we're talking about a customer who made their first subscription purchase, think about how you can really make that great first impression. So perhaps you want to send them something a little extra, like a surprise in their first shipment. For example, if you're a coffee subscription brand and someone subscribes to receive a, a pound of coffee each month, maybe you want to send them like a surprise into like a coffee mug or something like that. Really, the bottom line is you want to treat first-time purchasers a bit differently and really put like, you know, make them feel special in order to turn them into brand loyal, valuable customers, because those are the most profitable customers. And in today's growing age, where it's really difficult to acquire new, if you can retain your existing, you're doing better than your competition. I think that's so key. And I can tell you, most e-commerce brands are not treating that first subscription customer any differently. And it leads to probably what's a semi-disappointing experience for that customer. They're like, oh, okay, now just that got my coffee to turning that experience into like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I wasn't expecting like a coffee mug uh, to come with this. And now I can use that to drink my coffee every month. Um, it totally, or every day, hopefully, like it totally helps in building that that habit for the customer. For sure. And then as you start thinking about that, so you got them to make the first purchase, you're starting to build up that relationship. What's kind of key to get them to actually go through with that second purchase, whether it's on its own or maintain the subscription for a second month? Yeah, so kind of building on what I previously said is like, 
think about an incentive you can get to get that customer over the hurdle to purchase from you again. You, so you're not going to need to go out and spend, you know, $100, $200 to acquire a new customer since you already have this one. So maybe you want to think about providing a discount or a gift with purchase or something like that to try to get someone to purchase from you again. So that's like from the incentive side of it, but more from like a content strategy perspective, really think about personalizing the messaging to uh, the customer, like show them, for example, an email, you knew what they purchased previously. For example, like if they purchase, we'll go back to our coffee example. If they purchase a pound of coffee, tell them, you know, hey, we appreciate your purchase of a, a pound of coffee. Here are some items that go well with your coffee. So they know that you're thinking about them a little bit differently. You're not just sending them a blanket email that all the other uh, that all the other customers would get. So really personalize the message and the content to them. Uh, it'll make them feel you know, a little bit different in, in the sense that they, you know, what they, that they've purchased in the past and you know, you should be suggesting to them items that could go well with an item uh, that they purchased from you previously. You know, I remember, gosh, maybe even like 10, 15 years ago, this whole idea of personalization um, really coming to the forefront of e-commerce with this idea of like, hey, now with tools, you can um, know and respond to each customer as if they were like an individual and be very specific on their purchase behaviors and what products they like. Um, but I find that like most brands, even those doing like millions of dollars are not doing proper segmentation or personalization. Do you have any sense of like why or what the challenges are? You know, could it have to do with like a resourcing perspective on their end? Uh, you know, they don't have necessarily time to create the segments and things along those lines. I know from personal experience uh, from the brands that I work with at Clavio, and I, I mostly work with smaller brands at Clavio, so brands that did under a million dollars a year in e-commerce revenue. A lot of these uh, brands just struggled with bandwidth. Like they couldn't create the segments that would say, you know, first time purchasers or someone who has purchased a specific product and then, you know, go ahead and send that segment uh, another message. Like that was just too much work for them. And so they kind of just stuck with the bread and butter of sending, you know, what I call a batch and blast email out uh, to all of their subscribers. And it wasn't necessarily personalized. Um, you know, I think a lot of merchants, especially newer merchants, are a little bit hesitant. They're scared of creating a segment because they don't necessarily, you know, know what that means or think it's really time consuming to do. But the fact of the matter is it takes like within Clavio, it takes a couple, you know, minutes, if that, to create a segment. And then that segment is really dynamic, meaning that everyone who fits that criteria that you set in the segment, like let's say purchased a pound of coffee uh, and purchased a coffee mug, everyone who fits those two categories or characteristics moving forward, will fall into that segment. So you don't need to go and recreate it. So really would suggest creating those those segments, uh, your bread and butter segments, so to speak, up front, and then just watching them build over time and then leveraging those segments uh, to communicate to their subscribers in a more personalized nature, because that's going to lead to, to more sales down the line and put less stress on your customer acquisition funnel, which in turn will make your business more profitable. No, I think that's definitely helpful. And, you know, one thing I was even just thinking about, because I for those listeners who know, I also have an e-commerce business, Good Food Brands, and our emails, like, well, I'll update our email flows like a couple times a year, but there probably can be some improvements within there. And I was just thinking like, it really just takes an hour or a couple hours to think about like how what new segmentation you can add to um, your email marketing, your email flows. And it's probably something that you can do to like create one new segmentation a week. You know, it's not that big of a lift, but over a year, you can get really specific if you're just consistent with that to add more detail and use more kind of first party data um, in building out your your email flow. So I think that'll make a huge difference, right? 
Absolutely. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter how many subscribe email sc- subscribers you have. Like even if you have 10 customers that fit a segment, you can send those 10 customers a personalized email message and maybe get 10 sales from it. So it doesn't take long to do. And it's not something you need a ton of volume on. I, I like you also have a side business and e-commerce business outside of work. And I don't have a ton of email subscribers, but I try to segment uh, and personalize my messaging as much as possible. And it does work. It doesn't take much time and it, and it does lead to sales, which is something that a lot of merchants need to think about uh especially you know i keep saying advertising costs are through the roof it's more expensive and time consuming than ever to acquire new so you really need to think about retaining in one way to do that is spend some time time digging into your your the data that you already have what are the things that brands or founders and brands need to think about of converting individual product customers into subscription customers yeah, so it's going to go back to what we talked about with segmentation. So, say you're a brand uh, that's been around for a couple of years, you have a lot of subscriber, you know, email subscribers, you've just started subscriptions and you want to let your customers know about it. Like think about your most valuable customers who are already buying from you whether that's spending, you know, X amount of dollars or have purchased from you X amount of times create that segment of whatever VIP means to you. And this let's just say it's someone who's purchased 10 times. Everyone who fits that criteria, create that segment and then send them an email saying, hey, we just launched a, a new subscription service. Did you guys know about it? And maybe provide them some sort of incentive or something to sign up for it. Oftentimes, starting with your most valuable customers for this type of thing is going to lead you know, to, to the most results. Rather than sending a blanket email to everybody, again, go back to what we just talked about. Personalize your message, messages to your, your most valuable customers and then send them you know, a really... You know, it's, uh, compelling offer to get them to become subscribers. So start with the date that the customers, you know, will potentially convert and then work down from there. Yeah. I think that's key. And, you know, one may like unlock that I, I realized recently in talking to another founder is this idea that if you think about like the average person, like most people don't have many subscriptions, right? Like maybe in terms of products, I maybe have one or two subscriptions like at a time they're coming regularly. So that's like a really coveted coveted spot kind of with any customer. And a lot of that starts with building the customer's usage behavior and usage habits, right? Like the things you subscribe to are the things that you use regularly, but someone who purchases maybe once on a whim, they might like the product, they might not, but if they do even you know, what's going to get them to use it every day, every week, every month to the point where they want to subscribe, right? Absolutely. And that's kind of another thing is like, not this might seem counterintuitive, but not every email to your most valuable customers needs to be sales-based. You can provide uh, just content. Like for example, if you're selling a, a consumer package good item, uh, maybe provide that provide your VIP customers with like a, a recipe or something to use your product to use your product in a different way. Uh, that could provide them some incentive to you know use the product in a different way, use it more often. That could then then eventually turn them into a subscriber. So not everything needs to be sales based in the moment. Think about content and value you can create, uh, and then go from there. And then what about those customers that just don't like the idea of like subscribing to a, a product? What kind of tools can you use to get them to purchase again or remind them without having a, an actual subscription? 
Yeah, no, for sure. That's a great question. It's something that we've seen uh, recently at Upscribe. And quite frankly, is one of the reasons that I joined Upscribe is we're thinking about subscriptions in a little bit of a different way. We're thinking about retention as a whole, not just subscriptions. And so what we actually just released a new product last week, these, these weeks really are blended together, a simple reorder product. Uh, so think about like you go on Amazon or you go on Uber Eats, like, you know, or, or Sweetgreen or something like that. They have a really easy way for a customer to log into their account, find their previous orders and reorder in a single click. So we are now bringing that same feature to smaller merchants. I like to call it like we're democratizing the reorder button, uh, making it really, really easy for, uh, you know, merchants to uh, make it easy for customer, customers who are not subscribers to reorder from them again in the past. And you can integrate this with your Klaviyo flow. So, you know, someone can click off, you know, a Klaviyo flow right into uh, their account page. And then from there, reorder in a single click. So think about like where you can bring that reorder button, most likely in the account page, uh, through Klaviyo email flows, through, you know, SMS messages, through Klaviyo retentive, just making it really easy for someone to change the my account page in their Shopify to, to making it more dynamic. Because kind of what we saw is if you're an existing a customer of, of anyone who you know uses a Shopify platform, if you log into your account, you see all your previous orders, but it's not dynamic. Uh, and we are trying to make that dynamic in the sense that you can make it uh, really easy for a customer to, to click reorder on one of those previous orders and, and they can purchase it again without being locked into any sort of subscription. Yeah, I think that's really powerful because I think a lot of consumers just naturally don't want to subscribe to things because they feel like they'll forget it or they might not need it in the future. But if you're like you're saying, if you're able to provide these timely reminders to people and make it easy for them just to click and reorder, then that helps to get those segments of customers over the hump, which I think is really powerful. Absolutely. As founders are thinking about um, what to look for in subscription apps, I know there's a bunch out there. What are some of the key considerations that they need to look for? So they should be thinking about like how what the mer what the customer experience is like. Uh, they want to make it really easy for their customers to get what they want. Uh, fast. Uh, so what I mean by that is if they need to manage their subscription in the sense that they need to skip an order, change an order, gift an order, this should all be self-service. They shouldn't need to, you know, email uh, the merchant and say, hey, can I skip this order? They should be able to log into their account through their phone, uh, through email, and make a quick take a quick action to make the experience really, really seamless. They also want the, you know, the customer experience to look good. So they want it to match uh, the rest of their their experience uh, from a website perspective. Like you don't want a, a subscription experience to look very disjointed from the rest of your experience. It should be tied in with the same colors, the same fonts, uh, all that sort of thing. So the customer it, you know, doesn't see any change between a subs subscription order and a one-time order. So those are things that are, that are really, really important in being able to do that out of the box without uh, needed to, you know, go to a developer or an agency or something like that is super important. And it's something that, you know, uh, merchants should evaluate as they're looking to potentially either go to subscriptions for the first time or up-level their subscription uh, game, so to speak. Yeah, and do you have a sense of, like, as a founder, what's the right reorder cadence you want to offer to customers i know like monthly has been popular because of the rise of monthly subscription boxes um but what do you think those the like reorder cadence offer should be yeah so i think if, if we're talking like subscriptions uh for example it can be really 
it depends on the product. You know, if we're talking a personal care product, if we're talking a, a, a traditional CPG type product, I think a big thing for any brand that's looking to add add subscriptions on a re, on a replan to their to their uh, suite of offerings, so to speak, they should dig into their historical data and look at like their VIP customers to see how often they're reordering. Like, is it every thirty days? Is it every th- sixty days? And then from there, you know, they can maybe see certain trends and based on your data. Uh, that's how you should be setting your cadence. Like, you know, there's really no one size fits all approach. You know, I think that, you know, 30, 60, 90 is probably like the classic, but that might not make sense for every uh, specific product in or, in, and or vertical that's offering subscriptions. Yeah, I think depending, like if it's a uh, regular product that you always have available, it might make sense just to offer more options up front because it won't, if it's a regular product, it won't cause logistical issues. It's just like, hey, another order came in that cadence. And then over time, you might want to simplify it for um, for your customers, but you can always test out like what the cadence is. Like for some, maybe it's 15 days, maybe it's 20 days um, to get it out, but you always want to give the customer the, I think, more options as long as it doesn't burden you. So then they're more likely to do it. Cause I might think like, oh, 30 days, it's probably like too short and 60 days is too long. I'm not gonna pick one, <laughs> you know? Absolutely, yep. Um, and then in terms of offering, um, incentivizing that subscription order, what type of offer should you include or kind of advertise to customers like discounts, free shipping? Uh, what would you recommend? Yeah, I think that like, you know, Free shipping is always something that's good that's going to get someone over over the line. Uh, you know, in order to get someone to kind of maintain a subscription, uh, we've kind of seen based on data, a lot of uh, subscribers tend to, you know, churn or leave the subscription after like the second or third, third offering. Might be a good idea to send the subscriber like a special reward or incentive after that second or third uh, subscription order so they stay with your brand, whether that is like, you know, a free gift with purchase, a, you know, 30% off your next order type thing, get someone to have, you know, reach that time where they kind of like, it's a habitual, whether it's a you know, second, third, fourth order, and then give them some sort of incentive to get to that level that they make them want to stay. So, you know, I think on, on a first order, for example, free shipping might work, but you want to think about down the line, if you can get someone to that, you know, critical mass of third, fourth order, what you can do to keep them in, in your, in the subscription fold to get to that, you know, critical time. No, I think that's, uh, that's definitely important. And Brandon Amoroso, um, he has an agency called Electric Marketing, and he's a big advocate of, um, getting rid of the typical like points and rewards programs that require people to like track their own points and do all these weird things to get points and more so just reward customers automatically based on the number of orders. Like you've ordered two times, you get this gift that's automatically sent to you. You order three or four times, you get another gift. And maybe like the value of that increasingly goes up to try to incentivize people to stay longer and provide that surprising delight factor where, and then every time it's like something different, so then they're more likely to stay with you. I think that that idea of like a surprising gift with purchase will actually go a long way in terms of um, making that customer feel valued and special for being a subscriber. Absolutely. That's really cool. Um, anything else that you think is important uh, for brands offering subscription services? Yeah, I would say like the final call it is like, it's the reason kind of we built up Scribe and, and kind of like what, gets us going so to speak is like 
If you're just starting subscriptions, really think about the experience from a customer's perspective. Do everything, uh, you know, build out everything, you know, think through everything through the lens of a customer. The less friction you create for the customer, the more the happier that your subscribers will be, uh, the more money you will make. So don't necessarily think about it from your brand's perspective. Think about how do I make my customer or my subscriber's life that much easier and then really go through the experience thoroughly as as a customer uh, and think about, will you would you be happy with this? Would you continue to subscribe or reorder from this brand that you're doing? You're, uh, you're leveraging. Because oftentimes a lot of brands just set the subscription experience, forget about it. They don't go through it. There's a lot of competition out there. Uh, so you really have to be sure that what you're creating and what you're putting out there uh, is powerful and creates, you know, a, a experience that's going to drive brand loyalty. No, I think that's amazing, especially as we, um, when this is airing, we're going to be wrapping up kind of Q4 Black Friday, Cyber Monday and holiday sales. A lot of brands have acquired new customers during these times. Sure. And so you really need to make sure everything's in order so that you're retaining those customers as much as you can throughout the year. You know, the reality is not everyone's going to stay with your brand forever and that's okay, but you want to maximize the value that you're providing to those customers to the point where they are incentivized and really enjoy kind of staying with you on the subscription side. Absolutely. That's actually a great point. When I was at Clavio, I did this big study with the, the data science team on per People who made their first purchase on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they tend to have different uh, purchasing be behaviors than those who are loyal customers. So for all the brands out there listening, if you have a lot of first time purchasers uh, uh, during this holiday time period, put a special hug around them, create a different a different segment, it's in, you know, indicating that these are first time purchase, purchasers for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And send them different messages in, in January and February to try to build the habit because these these are customers who are very price conscious. They will likely be more uh, to purchase from you again if there's a discount. So think about that. And if you don't engage with them, they're likely going to be lost forever. So really think about how you can engage with this group uh, in Q1 uh, so you can keep them uh, in the fold for Q1 and beyond. Oh, that's really interesting. Did you find that those customers are more likely to churn faster? Um, from brands? Yeah. I mean, they're very price conscious. They're coming in for, you know, a discount and that's it. But if you can nip it in the bud and maybe you give them a discount on their second product, you know, second purchase too, and that they, they really like your, your brand, they can stay with you. Uh, just know that they are a little bit different uh, than uh, consumers who have shopped with you in the past. So think about that and think about how to treat them differently to keep more of these customers in the fold for you. So you don't need to go acquire net new. Yeah, one of my uh, founder I talked to as a beverage brand, he talked about it in terms of like weaning them off discounts. So maybe like the first discount for a big sale is, you know, 30% off, but then for their second order, you may offer them 20% off, then 10% off and then kind of full price so that you're like still giving them something. But eventually your goal is like if they bought three or four times and they probably really like the product. And at that point, they're like, okay, I like this enough to actually pay full price. If you, you know, as long as you tell them like the deals are going away, right? If you train them only to buy on like a, the same level of discount, they might just wait for that. But if you say, hey, we're this is special for you and it's going to go away at this time, then that at least you're hopefully building the habit for them. Absolutely. And the other thing you need to think about too is like, if these customers are coming in during Q4, they're costing you more to acquire because the competition is, is a lot higher. So your, your, your CPA or cost per acquisition is higher. You need to make 
you need to return, you know, your investment on them. So you, you might have to offer them a discount again to purchase from you again, but just don't be let them be a one-time purchaser and that's it because you're likely not going to break even on them. Awesome. I love this conversation. Dan, thanks so much for sharing all these amazing tips today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, everyone can find more information in our show notes. And if you're interested in learning about Dan and uh, the work at Upscribe, you can find a link to that in the show notes as well. Thanks, everyone.